Christmas. You're looking stunning. Awesome. That six pack <laughs> and that bikini, Mario. <laughs> um, I think there's a level of um, where you can polish up, so to speak, in inverted commas. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's people that will put stuff out there that looks really unprofessional. Yeah. So, you know, it does kind of send out a certain vibe about that person. Yeah. But, I mean, you're being the authentic you Mm. and I think people will connect on that level anyway. Yeah. And I don't know that if, from what I've heard from you today, (laughs) I don't think you want that corporate, high-polished type of person to be working with that anyway. Mm -hmm. So someone that you're looking to work with would connect with you the way you look today. Yeah. Um, So they're more than happy to reach out. Yeah, I love that. The way that you are. That's the best answer. Authenticity. I'm going to go with it. <laughs> so we talk about authentic, authenticity. Authenticity. Yeah, yeah, that's the word. That's the authenticity. One. Yeah. I try to see. Mm. That's what I'm running At least you're trying. knocking it out of the park. You're trying. Authenticity, yeah. Um, because I still like to do that scarcity, you know what I mean? Like all this. <laughs> yeah, scarcity, like, authenticity. Like, I'm just messing with I, you, Mark. I, I, I just I know, like, you know what I mean? I'm pretending like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know yeah. I just like let it now go. So I lost the job by Emma and uh, Melita. This show's going to be from next week, Melita and Emma. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> replacement on a holiday. But Emma, um, when we talk about social media, and uh, tell me the, what, what do you see from your, uh, from your point of work and the line of work? Uh, cons and pros for the uh, social media in a business world? Mm, this is a really good question. Yeah. So the thing that I'm always curious about is, is it causing more harm than good? Mm. Um, because from a business point of view, it goes back to the comparisonitis, yeah. you know. Um, and what tends to happen is that, you know, social media is creating a false reality. So the, Can you give us more about this false reality? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, the term fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So someone's like, right, I've had, you know, I've signed up to some business guru and they say these are the steps you've got to take. <laughs> so you just go, yeah, and I've had 25 clients just sign up in the last 10, 10 minutes. And what's actually <laughs> happening is that there's all these people seeing it and believing it. So it's creating a false economy. And not only that, but it's eroding people's self-worth because these people who have been working for a long time over a period of time, because consistency is king. So the people who are going to succeed and be good at what they do, they've got to head towards their 10,000 hours. And once you hit that, then you really are a master. But what tends to happen with social media is you look like a master. You look like you know what you're doing, but there's no depth. It's just it's just surface so, level. Yeah, it's misleading as well, simultaneously. It's, I, I, look, yeah. I really think it is. And I, I um, when we talk about changing our behaviour, so, yeah. you know, let's say you want a new career and with that new career you have to become a new person, okay? So every time you have a big shift in your life, you're actually becoming a new person. You're changing your identity. And what is happening is that these people are creating this false economy mm-hmm. that people in that journey to become someone, they're eroding their own self-worth because they're comparing themselves to these other people that are telling untruths. Mm. So I think that the thing for me with social media is that, and I strongly believe that the more authenticity, authenticity, and I believe authenticity comes from vulnerability. So where people can go, you know, I'm launching my first program, um, I've only signed up this many people, or... um, you know, they can say, this is what we're working towards. And I don't know, the more vulnerable and honest people are, yep. I think that's going to be serving not only themselves, but it's going to be serving the greater community as well. I, 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 sorry, I tried to quote something, but I can't remember who said that one I, I, because I didn't believe I'm going to ask this question today. 
but it's medically proven that some type of hormone or enzyme in body mm. goes up if you are being loved more on social media. Is, yeah. that, is that correct? Yeah, yep, it's oxytocin. So when, when women have babies, they have mm. a rush of oxytocin as mm. the baby's born. Like it's, so it's, it's, and it's every time you get a like or a um, comment or something, mm. we get um, a number of these different hormones that make mm. us feel good. And what's happening is people are becoming addicted. So you might, um, um, Simon Sinek ta- does a yeah. lot of work on this and he's amazing, yeah. especially in the leadership space. But what happens and what I'm seeing a lot of is that people are shifting their addictions and they don't yet see that they're addicted to their phones. So they're all like, yeah, look at me, I'm going to the gym and I've given up drinking and I'm a vegan, but they cannot let go of their phones. Mm. So what's happening is that we're shifting our addictions from the old school addictions, which are probably better for us physically, but they're creating this really, um, you know, they need their next hit, they need their next like, they need their next post to get something. And it's creating this false sense of um, self-worth and it's just creating a larger hole because anyone who pins their self-worth or their value on some someone external of them whether yes. it's social yep. media or not yep. they're in a world of trouble that's yeah. that's a very you you put that very well belita uh, emma she mentioned something earlier consistency is a king yes, now you're producing consistency uh, sorry consistent content for the clients how, how do you achieve this sir um, Apart of talking to them, like, you know, I mean, do you follow yeah. some trends for them? or We how, how tend d- to put a strategy together on a month-to-month basis. So we sit down and say, you know, what is it that you want to achieve this month? Is it whatever it is? So everyone's going to have a different need on a month-to-month basis. Sometimes it's obviously long-term. Um, and then we derive the content based on that so that we deliver the goods that they are looking for. Yeah. So Can I ask a question? No, yeah. you can't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you raise your hand? Yeah, I put my hand up. Um, <laughs> Maria, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, my question is, and this is something that I'm conscious of with my marketing, is is there a like a, a rhythm to it? Um, and what I mean by that is you, you you're selling something one mm. week and then you're just telling stories for three weeks. Or yep. is there some sort of rule that you could go by? Probably I'd say like an 80-20 rule. So 80%, 80% of your content should be predominantly teaching, adding value, sharing, that yep. kind of thing. And then that 20% can be a little bit of a sales pitch, okay. so to speak, but not a hardcore sort of sales pitch. Yep. I think when you tell your story and then you can say, you kind of build it inside of that, mm. um, so it's kind of a soft, softer sell. Yeah, that's how I like to approach. Yeah, that. I love that, and I know that I definitely pay attention to that marketing. You know, I can't. Yeah. The, the hard sell just makes me like uh, it's cringeworthy. Yeah, yeah. Can I have another question? I mean, yeah, like, please, Mario. Like, yes. can, can, uh, over to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before we take a break, just a hypothetically, I want to start my business. I don't know nothing about business. And I want to, you know, start something unique. I don't know the new Wonka Tonka chocolate factory, right? Oh, to make everybody happy. I'm in. But, uh, <laughs> Marita, you in? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hompa <laughs> lumpa. I need to find that song. Uh, so I come to you, Melita, and say, like, look, I want to start my business. Yeah. Uh, and I have the, my Instagram. I know how to do f- Facebook. Mm. How would you try to convince me to I change myself to you? And why would I change myself that you, as an expert, help me build a yeah. profile on social media? I guess I would start by asking you the question, why? I want to be, I want, I want to sell. I want to sell more. I want that company really? be visible. I want to yeah. I I I make a money. Why? Because, because how many whys you have? Like There's actually seven. 
No I way. I love that. Of course, what do you yes, mean seven, eh? Because if I ask you the question why seven times, we'll come down to the core of really why you're doing what you're doing. Okay, we'll take a short See, break. We'll, we'll take a short break <laughs> because yeah. The team at Dependable Security Group specialise in the latest security and CCTV systems on the market today. Their factory trained technicians can come to your premises and carry out installations, repairs and service on all popular brands. Ask about the DSG Security Health Check. Dependable locksmiths are part of the Dependable Security Group. Station sponsor. It really hurts us when a loved one passes on. But it's nice to know that their memory will be well respected in their final resting place. Castlebrook Memorial Park has looked after the families of loved ones for over 50 years. You can visit them and talk to their family service advisors almost any day from 8.30am to 5pm. Their website is castlebrook.com.au. Castlebrook Memorial Park is at Windsor Road, Rouse Hill and is a proud sponsor of Alive 90.5.
Welcome back to studio, listening to Live 90.5, Business as with Mario and uh, our lovely guest studio, Melita and uh, Emma. I, I can't hear myself anyways, anyway. Anyway, so we stuck with uh, seven questions, Melita. Yeah, why? 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 Yeah. Why? Why? So I come to you. Why would you ask me why? Well, there's too many whys. You know what I mean? Like because I need to know the core of why you're doing what you're doing, and I need to understand you as a person so that I know how to market you. Does that make sense? It's still too many whys. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> well, this is too many. Too many whys. Yeah. Yeah, because the more you drill down, um, I think the answer initially is very surface, broad mm-hmm. answer that everyone gives because they're too scared to, to give you the true meaning of why they're doing what they're doing. Um, so the more I ask the question, the deeper you need to go within yourself um, without really realizing that I'm doing this. And then I get my true answer out of you. Okay. If we do the snapshot of all your clients you, you work with and you're working currently, seven whys what's the most bottom why they're doing something what they're doing in a business it's usually wanting to leave a legacy of sorts for their family um uh, you know people want to be role models to their children they mm. want to leave something behind and make a dent into into the world and leave something oh okay kumbaya let's go hold a the little hand. bit yeah. yeah that's me <laughs> it's really me too. Yeah, definitely my my whole existence is about making leaving the the planet better than i found it yeah look i just have discussion with my not so so such a midget mattel he's like i'll no, call yeah. him i call him midget for like 10 15 years <laughs> <laughs> now he's a unit you know what i mean like he's just huge i don't know what he's eating um and uh, <laughs> we were on a holiday in Singapore, and he's he was reading the book. Um, what was it called? The uh, Hitchhiker Guide to Galaxy, oh, it's Galaxy a great Guide, book. whatever. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, yeah, like it's like a 600 pages or something. He was reading, you know, a part of you know, monitoring like on a tennis, you know, left, right, uh, you know, female component of the infinity <laughs> pool, you know, what I mean, yeah. and they, <laughs> I need to refresh myself. <laughs> and uh, for the one in the one moment, he stood up, he says to me. People like you and my mother, you you destroyed my planet. You know what I mean? It's like, what do you mean I destroyed the planet? It's not me who is exporting coal. You know, <laughs> they like. But the good thing is, living the legacy. What would be legacy for you, Melita? What legacy would you define for yourself? Do for you want to leave? Me, I, I'm doing what I'm doing more to show my children that anything's possible. Why children? Pardon? Why children? Why my children? Yes. Because they follow what I do. So I have, like I mentioned earlier, I've done a lot of my own inner self stuff. And from that, they've actually picked up on that without me telling them anything, without me doing anything. Well, obviously, I'm reacting differently to things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they are reacting differently yeah. as well. Well, kids are, kids actually learn from what we do, not what we say. Exactly. I just want to ask that question. Is that, is that correct? Because it's, co- it's correct. It's absolutely correct. He doesn't so, believe me. So, so they, why? <laughs> Seven yeah, more. Why? Seven more? Six more? Six more? Yes, it's correct. Yeah. yeah. So Emma, tell us. The, so our children actually, it's a reflection, mirror reflection. What we're doing, they're going to do it as well, or? Mm-hmm. So under the age of seven, we have no filters, which means that we don't have the ego, we don't have the ability to to reason, to analyse, to do any of those things. So when we see our big people that are invincible, they're like superheroes. So our adults are like superheroes when we're really little. And whatever they do becomes True. truth. Yeah. yeah. 
whatever they do becomes our truth. Then after the age of seven, the ego comes in. They, they, we can start to think for ourselves and question things and that sort of thing. However, what's happening is an imprint, like a, sorry, part, it's past imprinting, but it's this stage where they test and trial all the things that they've learnt or they've seen you do. Yeah. So this is where we're really just imprinting our behaviour of who we're becoming as an adult. So one of the things from a human behaviour point of view you want to be really conscious of is teaching your kids to be able to think for themselves, to make decisions for themselves. And we're all designed very uniquely to make our decisions in very different ways. Um, And it's not through the mind, believe it or not. So we all have internal guidance systems. Like for me, it's actually a combination of my gut response. But like for my kids, let's say, they both have a gut response. So I'm always teaching them how does that feel. Do you, mm-hmm. you know, does that does that give you energy? Is that a yes for you or is that a no for you? And the more we can empower them to be making their own decisions from young ages, then they're going to stop um, taking on our conditioning because that, that's what we're doing, whether yep. it's us or society or media, we're conditioning. Mab, step back with the conditioning, right? I heard something very interesting. Tony Robbins was one of these speeches, you know, mm-hmm. like in the dark moments, and I have these dark moments. Mm. Um First question I want to ask you, Melita, are you still dreaming, imagining things? Always. What do you want to become? Yeah, yourself. Absolutely. Then? So why adults? I, I say again from my experience, my parents didn't believe in these things, you know what I mean? But I was continuously being suppressed why you are dreaming. Like, why the adults stop their children? Yeah. I don't say everybody. I'm just talking, let's just say for my example. Why would my parents stop me to dream, Melita? Because I think, um, especially from our parents' generation, that was seen as you're still being a child. You need to grow up, you need to be responsible, and mm. you need to be out there doing in the world um, and taking care of your family, for instance. Mm, interesting. Um, and so if you're a dreamer, it's like you're just airy-fairy and you're not really doing anything. You're just out in the clouds and you're not actually contributing to society. That's a good point. Emma? Um, they we te- we teach our kids to stop dreaming because that's what we were taught and that's what our parents were taught. Is that conditioning? Pa- that yeah, hundred percent conditioning. Yeah. So the the thing is, is that we've actually been conditioned over time. There's actually a huge percentage of the population, about seventy percent of the global population, who are designed to do, to create, to build. Um, they're, you know, the people who are really, um, f- like tangibly moving the world mm-hmm. forward. Now, in the past, there have been leaders that are super aware of these people and they try to keep them quite uneducated and unable to think for themselves. So what we're living in is a time where all of that is changing. So there's all these people that have realised they had this ability to really create a lot in the world, to do a lot, to achieve a lot, um, and they don't have to do it the way they've been told to do it. And we're all waking up. So our generation, we're still like, oh, God, I need to completely decondition, reprogram my brain. Um, What do you mean I'm allowed to be my own person? Whereas my kids and that generation, they're all being raised to take responsibility for who they are. Who are they? What lights them up? What are they excited by? And how do they solve the problems that come up in front of them so that they can actually live their life as opposed to a life that school teaches them or um, society or the media, the media, you know, they're they're keeping our kids stuck in little boxes that we were raised to to live in. Um, And, you know, for me, that's just absolutely wrong on every level. Our our kids should be empowered to be who they are. Mm. So how do you empower your clients, Melita? 
how do you empower your clients apart how do of, I empower <clears> them yeah do you, like you know we, we discussed it that you talk yeah. to them uh, you create a great content for them yeah you, you, you coach them you guide them you train them yeah but there's any other way you empower your clients and um, you know maybe to personal experience or I kind of I guess I challenge their thinking as well so okay. it's kind of like well okay you want to do this why do you want to do that how about we try this and we kind of think outside of the box essentially mm. um, well that's what I like to do and challenge their thinking I'm also pretty forthright in the way that um, oh, if they come to me with an idea and I think it's not so great I don't sugarcoat stuff you you get what you get from me what you see is what you get so people come on your workshop you're running workshops as well right yeah, so I run workshops and I've got an online course too. So if there's people out there that can't make a workshop or don't have the time to do a workshop, they can go online and do one of my courses. Um, and it's video and um, some downloads that they can have. Um, but essentially, it's a step-by-step process. So you can watch the video, press pause, implement it onto your um, platform, and then keep going. So stop, start, pause at, at your own pace. That's very interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Well, we'll take a short break. You're listening to Live 90.5 Businesses with Mario and our guest, Emma Emelita. Come back with more questions, with more answers.
you're listening live 90.5 Business Insights with Mario and our guest Emma Dunwoody and Melita Volcic. Uh, we are going to continue a conversation. Before we took a break, Melita, we talk about workshops now. I know, and I'm going to ask Emma as well now this question. I was looking how to enhance number of clients or interest potential clients and I was suggested instead of running the workshops to start doing a webinar which is recorded and it's a beautiful thing and you know I know that most of people's gonna understand what I'm saying anyway so they're gonna have subtitles as well so they can <laughs> relate to this <laughs> now the workshops yeah. you're running some workshops what's the workshops about you're running um, so I have two different workshops. One mm-hmm. is more for the beginner who doesn't really understand um, how social media... Why you look at me? That's just... Look, <laughs> at, look, look, look at them. You, can look, you can look at me. Uh-huh. Whoever. Um, so people that are sort of needing to understand a little bit more about the advertising elements of social media and the back end of Facebook because there's a lot in the back end that people kind of, when they start to tinker... They just put their when, hands when, up when, and when go, when you say I don't know. Back yeah, of the me. Facebook is that's me like uh what was the called the guy from So there's um what's the what's the owner of the Facebook? Oh my the god. The guy who owns it is Oh um it's Oh gosh, <laughs> now we're all doing we've just done it to each other. Zuckerberg. 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 Mark Zuckerberg. That's the man. Mm-hmm. So is the Zuckerberg at the back of the of the Facebook? Or well, we, he's sitting at the back in the green room. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, he's yeah, he's playing us like puppets, right? Mm. Um, Man, no. <laughs> well, that's a whole other can of worms. We're not going to open right now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I show people how to tap into some of the data that's there that yeah. people don't realise. Um, so that's kind of just a little oversight and show them a little bit of that. And I go into a bit of the psychology of um, how to market because mm-hmm. we have different elements of the psychology we need to tap into in order for people to stop and read your content. Mm. Um, I get people to stop and read my content, just quickly. Um, <laughs> the first one is I always talk about sticky images. Mm. Okay, yes. share sh- 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 with us more. Like, what would I stick with, uh, with uh, Emma Dunwoody? Mm. Um, what would I need? Yeah, what, what would need? you need? For a sticky image. Okay, can I ask you one question before this? Please, please, please. Oh. Okay, please, okay. please. I have, I have yes, a question. Yes, I, I think Mario wins. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, I, I must refer to, again, my experience. And yes. I see a lot of posts, which is uh, on LinkedIn, which is quite related, more like a Facebook type of post, I would Ooh. say. Mummy in uh, bikinis and with the kids. And, no, you know, no. Why no. not that? Well, you can't do that on LinkedIn. I love this conversation because Absolutely I need, I need to know this answer. <laughs> because your audience on Facebook is so different to the audience that's on LinkedIn. LinkedIn yep. is okay. very professional, very business orientated. They don't want to see what you had for breakfast. They mm. want to see dog pictures, cat photos, all that stuff. It doesn't mm. belong there. So but why they continue doing this? You know, as like as again, this is Mario Becker's experience. Mm. Yeah. What I'm seeing. On my contact list. So on like, LinkedIn or LinkedIn, Facebook? LinkedIn, LinkedIn, because it becomes like more like uh, like a Facebook for some of the solopreneurs, whatever that word yeah. means, mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. And and I know when I started a business, I was being told, you know, dress yourself nice, you know, be presentable, mm-hmm. which was not hard for me because I'm a military man. But, and that six-pack, um, yeah. The six pack was, and you're very sharp. Some of those yeah. suits, Mario. I know. Yeah. Have you seen that photo she did so recently? That's my casual day, so I can, you know, I'm just walking yeah. the part. But yeah. the is, yeah, thank you very much. But the thing is, like, yeah, what would I buy from somebody? Like, don't take me wrong. Like, you know, I have yeah. the midget, you know, what I mean, and I got him through IVF, which is a blessing. I, I can't have a kid on my way, but I'll never put 
my my son you know with me on a on a on a video you know yeah. what i mean and talking yeah. like you know the fraud you know what i mean but yes. you know what i mean how how serious are going to look like so please explain to me well because i mean linkedin is like i said it's a very business orientated platform so people are there to really learn and to get some information um they don't want to know you know who your family is they're not interested in that element mm-hmm. so what you post and what you write about on linkedin is very different to what you do on facebook facebook is that little bit more relaxed um but still from a business platform you still want to be able to be engaging um and adding value as always mm. um does that answer your question it does emma what do you think about this why would we stick about why would we stick with emma content by the way, she's, why would she has you stick a, with Emma? Because she has, has a, a lot of a lot of information to share. But not just a share, like you know, I like it. She has a wisdom in every her post. So, like you know, I mean, what? Actually, Emma, that was your question. You want to improve your posts? Yeah, always. Okay, Marita, tell us how how the. I don't know. <laughs> if you've seen my, I don't know. If I'll you've have seen to check you. Yeah, out. you'll have to check my um, my inst- my I'll be able to give you tips. Out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's interesting because I think that that's one of the things that I struggle with yep. or not struggle with or I wrestle with is that people are kind of bringing their Instagram into LinkedIn. Yeah. And whenever and I'm on I LinkedIn, I cringe every like, time I see it. I and know. I'm like, don't do that because that's just not the right space to do that. Yeah. It yeah. really isn't. Yeah. So um, what would be your advice? So for me, the way I use LinkedIn is it's mm. all about as much as possible, I'm giving value. Sometimes I think I give too much value. But one of the things I really wrestle with is all of the, you know, the, the rules, if you like, like when you have to post how many likes you need in how many minutes, um, how short the video has to be, rah, rah, rah. So yep. I actually think that I, I miss out on being authentic because I'm so busy trying to, trying to fit to into the rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, videos yes, need to be to relatively us, short. Um, your video needs to be under a minute. Yeah, that's what I'm aiming for. Because people really don't have the time to mm, sit there and I. listen to it. Yeah. We, we're busy people, right? Yeah, yeah. So we don't have time to... And you can add longer videos if you wanted to, but then I'd be directing them to like a YouTube channel or something like yep. that. So I wouldn't just put that whole piece on your social media. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of like you're teasing them with information in some regard. So you can give them a snippet and if they want that long piece, it, they can go either read an article or longer video, whatever the case is. Yeah, right. I like that. Um, in terms of understanding um, when to post, how to post, whatever, um, with Facebook, you'll have insights at the back end of Facebook that will give you a flow of when your um, followers are mostly engaged with your content. Mm-hmm. You'll also be able to look at the insights of the past content that you've done and it'll tell you how many people it's reached how many people engaged because i guess at a level you want um at the basics you want a a thumbs up right so it's a like the next level is getting a comment that's going to increase the reach that you get then when you get a comment on top of that that's where you kind of hit the top notch Mm. in terms of facebook land right right um, so I guess when you're writing your content, you want to be thinking about how am I going to get someone to share my content and make a comment because that's essentially what you're aiming for. Yeah, right. Can I ask you, do you know, like, if you can share with our client, you know, I just asked for, for the friend, okay? So <laughs> Just one of your friends, <laughs> yeah. He's behind this side of the, the desk. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, is there any particular time where, where we should post things? You know, I mean, it's like, yeah. like a six o'clock in the morning or five it o'clock It really depends on your audience. So there's no real um, cutthroat answer for that. Um, like I said, you really need to look at your audience, the, um, look at the back end of your Facebook and, um, you know, LinkedIn gives you some insights as well. 
and you'll be able to see that maybe, um, you know, all your followers are on at eight o'clock at night and that's when they're going to engage with you most. Or maybe it's six o'clock in the morning because they're gym junkies, they just finished the gym and now they're just quickly scrolling through their posts and doing something. Please, can you do analysis on Emma? Post and I mean, oh, like, we'll I want to find out, you know, go and well, check it out. Yeah, but Emma, on that on that topic, what Melita she explained, I was being told sell the fees. Why why would we we selling the fees instead of like solutions? Because when I say fees, uh, you should do this scarcity tactics. You know, what yeah. I mean, like, is mm. why 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 was that? Why is that always works? You know, I mean, like, oh, you're gonna die, you need a medicine or something. Like, I'm just saying, top of my head. Well, but you know what? It's it's a great question, and I'll tell you why. Is that there is a fantastic book written by a guy called Cialdini, and it's called Influence, and it's this it's the seven nine nine principles of persuasion. And one of them is scarcity. So as human beings, we are triggered into making a decision when scarcity is involved. Mm. So people use scarcity um, to get people to, to force people to, no, I shouldn't say force, to encourage people to make encourage a decision. Encourage to pay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll take a break and then we'll come back with the more scarcity techniques. <laughs> <laughs> Emma, Dan Don Woody from danwoody.com, coach check the LinkedIn, have the sticky fingers on the Google, Rita Voltage <laughs> from Interview Solutions, and my name is Mario Beckett, Business Insights on a live 90.5. Take a short break. You wouldn't drink and drive, but did you know that being awake for 17 hours can have a similar impact on your driving as a blood alcohol content of 0.05? So remember to get a good night's sleep. Take regular breaks. And don't trust your tired self. How tired are you? Visit testyourtiredself.com.au. A message from the New South Wales Government. Alive 90.5. All the way from the 70s, 80s, 90s and today.
back to the studio listening a live 90.5 business insights with Mario. I have a two lovely guests, Melita Volchich from uh, MV Solutions and Emma Dunwoody from emmadunwoody.com. And if you're looking to be visible, be shining bright with wealthy, healthy and wise, please contact those two lovely Ladies, we're going to help you. Current temperature is 25.9 degrees. We have the 20 minutes before we end of the show. Now we're going to run through the some questions. Now, Emma, you mentioned something before. Very interesting. We've been conditioning. Now, somebody who started a business and been conditioning, how do you correct that conditioning to someone to be successful? Oh, that's I'll put the, the Crimea River to you after 10 minutes. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let's get you in tears. Great. Um, yeah. Place to start. Oh, that's what, that's what but, you know, but you know what? The um, When people start a business, okay, so the the person that you are when you want to start a business is yeah. an identity. The person that you that you are today, that's the identity that you have. Yeah. And ultimately, when you want to start a business, you, you the first thing you want to do is get a vision of who you want to become. Mm-hmm. Because what most people talk about is the doing, okay? Yeah. Um, but we're human beings. We need to understand who we need to be to do those things, mm-hmm. okay, and to have success. So unless we can get clear on a future vision and a future identity of who the person is that we're becoming, then that's why people, you know, do the same thing day in, day out and don't get the results because they're just operating from the same brain and um, the unconscious construct as they are as... You mentioned that I'm subconscious, unconscious, not subconscious, not... Either, either. Okay. Why this is a driver to us in, I mean, a not conscious mind? Well, because we couldn't, like our head would explode. Our head would absolutely explode if it had to deal, if we had to consciously deal with all the information that's coming into us at any one time. So this is the part of our brain that keeps our heart beating, our lungs um, breathing, doing all of those mm-hmm. yes. those automatic things. But that is also the place where our habits happen. And we are our habits. Mm. So if um, your identity is, is underpinned by your yeah. habits. So I am a healthy person. Which means that without thinking about it, I exercise, I eat well, I do all those things. I don't think about it. It's automated, like my heart beating. Mm -hmm. So whenever we want to change something about ourselves, we need to change our identity and we need to change our unconscious habits. Now, this is why one of the greatest metaphors for this, for anyone who wants to understand it, and if you're a smoker, even better, there is a fantastic book by a guy called Alan Carr, and it's called The Easy Way to Quit Smoking. And this book, I actually recommend to everyone. I'm not a smoker. I was a smoker oh, many, am, many years like, ago. You know, but if you ever want to quit, this is the book. And the reason why it works is because he changes your identity. You don't know it. You just read it and you just go through this process. But what that's is a magical... Yeah. Thing. Well, it's what he's doing is reprogramming your unconscious mind. So he's Changing just by your, reading. Yes. Because mm. what happens is that he's like, what? <laughs> no, but you changed my mind. Yeah, no, sorry, I'm not just joking. It's, because what, he's, so interesting, what yeah. he's doing is he's, he's implementing a lot of um, tools that uh, might be in things like NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming, yeah. which actually changes. He goes through a process of going, this is who you are. So you embody this person. You're reading this book. Yeah, I'm a smoker. I want to smoke. Da, da, da. But as he goes through the process of it, by the end of it, you've already become a non-smoker because of the way he's talking to you in the book and the way he's going through the processes. So he's literally reprogramming. It's the same thing I do with my clients with just not smoking. You create the person, the new identity of who they're becoming and then your unconscious supercomputer takes care of the rest. Why is, why is it easier for us to see the negative things more than positive things? Oh, I love this question because we have a thing in our brain called the negativity bias. 
So ever since we were cavemen, like yeah. literally when we were running on the savannah and mm. we were afraid of saber-toothed tigers, there's this part of our brain that houses the fight, flight, freeze mm. that basically keeps your reticular acti- activating system in your brain, which is where your focus is, focused on the negativity bias. And the negativity bias is what's what do I need to look out for? How do I stay safe? How do I stay alive? And unfortunately, that part of our brain has never evolved. Okay. So if we stay unconscious... That's what we're always focusing on. So we need to consciously choose to, um, like with all of my clients, one of the first things I'm going to teach them is you need to set intentions, you need to set your focus on something because where your focus goes, energy flows. Focus is everything. Melita, if somebody negative comes to you and says, I don't believe it's going to work, how do you deal with the negativity? You know, I mean, towards your clients, would you continue to try to correct them or help them like uh, Emma, or would you going to say like, listen, I'm going to just? I just say you're right. If they come to you and say no, well, it's not going to work. Yeah, you go, you're right. It's not going to work. It's not going to work because you're. That's what you think. So to me, um, ooh, and I'm not equipped to change their thinking. Um, we talk about let's just say about them. But I reckon you do. You I reckon you do. Yeah, come on, absolutely. Fight, 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 fight. Come on. I think There's I'm on no your team. Yeah, 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 I'm on your team. I think that's actually what you do. You know, you talk about your why. You talk yeah. about all of those things where you're getting them focused on the future vision and clear on who they want to become instead of them going into their default setting of, oh, my God, I don't have enough sales. I don't have enough leads. I don't have enough. I don't have enough. I don't have enough. Yeah. So I think you're doing it. You just don't realise you're doing it. Possibly. I guess you're right in a way, but I, I, I guess to answer Mario's question, yeah. I kind of took it as a more of a deeper level where, you know, I'm having to push them forward more and more. And, you know, I'm not sure that I'm equipped for that in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely on a marketing scale, yes. Um, but I think that comes from them deep within that they need to work on themselves. So why do, why do, so why do people fail to capitalize on uh, leads you create for them on uh, social media? Why do they fail? Why? Yeah. Um, because they have that fear to pick up the phone or they expect some of them do some of them have that fear they don't have their own systems and processes in place I think that's super important for any business to have um, in order to kind of have a flow within your business Um, and they just want a done it for you server so where I don't know where that scarce where that mindset comes from but it's there definitely there's people out there that just want everything to just come to them um, without actually putting in the hard yards and that's kind of you made a comment earlier about uh, overnight success yes and i actually hate that term why because there's no such thing as an overnight so success. there's no express elevator to to the no absolutely not the, if, okay. it, if there was i'm sure we'd all be taking it um i think from a business perspective or just from a personal perspective as well i think we all need to be moving ourselves forward in some form um, and that's how we get to that success. And everyone's level of success is different. Um, success, success looks different to everybody as well. So, um, you know, no one, you know, you hear that overnight success, um, but no one talks about what it took that person back 10 mm. years to get to where they are today. And yeah, you had a clever well, I hate that with a passion. <laughs> oh, I'm so with you. I think you're so right. And I absolutely like... You know, it's it's proven the research is done that it takes ten thousand hours to be a master at anything. And yep. what about um, the ten thousand hours is so much? Okay, continue, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's going to do the math. He's, on he's that. just got his calculator <laughs> out. Um, and I agree. You know, but I think it's it goes back to the media question, doesn't it? That they want to um, make things sound almost spectacular and extraordinary, yeah. but instead of celebrating how far someone has come, yep. um, they, 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 yeah, they just shifted around. And I, I think, again, that doesn't serve 
the people that are consuming the story. It doesn't, or it doesn't serve um, on a lot of levels, I think, because mm. then it's like you're here, this business owner, struggling and trying to just get to where you want to get, and then you hear this overnight success story, and you think, well, why didn't, why isn't that happening for me? And then mm. you start to doubt yourself, and then all that other not so nice things come into play. So I, I think. I think we need to, as a society, have more of a conversation around what steps people are actually taking to get that success. Mm. Right? Well, all, of, all the questions we've been asked, how many 10,000 hours is what Emma stated? It's 416 days, 0.66666. Now, um, <laughs> success, comes with a, success comes with a, with, a, with, a, with a price, Melita and Emma. Question for you. What was the obstacles you hit in creating your business and success business, successful business? Yep. What was your biggest obstacles and then Emma? Self-doubt. What is that? Eh? I didn't believe in myself. I didn't believe that oh, I okay, could Okay, I have that, that one as well. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes. So it's kind of like, I don't know, am I doing the right thing? Oh, should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? I don't and know. And then you just, there's that self-doubt. So until you change that process in your head and then you can back yourself and I mean back yourself, so, so you're saying, not so, expecting so, someone else to back so, you, but yourself, you'll get moving. So that's the reason why you're successful, because a client comes to you, as I mentioned to Emma before, yeah. and comes with a negative attitude, I can't succeed, this will not work, I'm going to pay you money. Do you say to him or her, apologize, let's go say Mario Becker's coming to you, so like, listen, dude, don't talk to me. It's possible, not possible, because I've been through that. I've done it. Um, that, that, yeah, go speak beautiful. to Emma, get yourself sorted, and <laughs> yes. then come back to me Emma, and we'll work. why? Yeah, same questions. Same question. So how people success or why? Oh, what, what, was the, what was your biggest obstacle in becoming? Okay, we, we you, you were being very honest at the beginning. You said like it was uh, stress, depression, yeah. and mm. panic, panic disorder. Panic disorder. Yeah, yeah. But it's... Uh, and, but that's like, what was your biggest obstacle yeah, in so becoming today Emma Dunwoody? It's, it's absolutely the same. So self-doubt. Um, it, like that. Well, why self doubt? Like, you know, I'm trying to understand why self doubt. Like, you, you mentioned because, before we like, had that, why we love negativity, but yeah. why self doubt? Is it because you say to me, Mario, you're fat and bald, you're going <laughs> to succeed? No, no, is it true? Like, I, I have it that one, you know, I mean, except my family. Like, everybody was telling me, you cannot do it, you know what mm. I mean? And today I'm, I'm very proud that I achieved something in language which is not mine, but then rubbing the soul. But I can see my success. I'm, I walk more proud, tall, you know, everything else. Mm. And it's easy to say, like, Dude, do not start. But why self-doubt mm -hmm. um, Because there was a big part of me. Well, again, it goes back to my conditioning yeah. um, that I was also, my dad was, he did a career for um, his entire adult life. That was the career that was the sensible job. Mm. Um, and his parents had told him that you had to get a real job and he was artistic. Um, so I was conditioned that way, that you get a real job and do what you really love on the side. So when I... Um, went through this process, I was always confident from the point of um, I understood human behaviour, then I went and trained in it and I've read, I think, thousands of books on it now. So I was always confident for me, but then when I went into business, of course, I changed my identity in the advertising industry. I'm like, yeah, I've got this. I, I'm nailing it now. But when it came to, to being an entrepreneur, that was like, oh, can I really make a business out of this? Like, this is my passion. This isn't work. Um, so again, it was changing the paradigms in my own head, but it, it all started with self-doubt. And it's the same for everybody because we operate from our level of self self-worth when you start a business you know i heard something yesterday very 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 important I do was i need a piece of paper and pen for this no you don't need because like you know <laughs> i've got the recording you've got the recording exactly nobody listening except us <laughs> 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 but 
the one person we, we have the challenge about leadership and I said like I, I can see that word leadership being thrown around um, very often mm-hmm. right and my last post and I was a 25 years old I have that under my command 400 people wow. and I didn't like it because it's like that position was given to me because of the bravery courage and some education so on so on but at point we tried to make it like it was a the worst part was being injury or death you know I mean you need to mm-hmm. face this but it's not a facing just at the parents because we talk about soldiers but as well I need to face my superiors who told me you told us in our bread book because we had a red book before every action you to calculate what's the percentage of the injuries and everything else uh, and deaths and everything else so like if you exceed that one you'll be demoted not promoted mm-hmm. right so I wasn't like that position I mean because it was big big responsibility now yeah. the person told me I was starving I wasn't hungry to be successful it's like starving uh, then he explained to me it's a difference between being hungry for something and starving for something would you agree with me yeah hundred yeah. percent yeah I've never thought about it it's such a great question no, his name is Mario Becker so that's okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's why they pay you the big bucks mate no, 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 that's <laughs> no it wasn't me that gentleman is my client you know so like you know I have a very very up much respect for him but he told me I was starving Mario yeah. I said being hungry it's a one thing and he told me that bull I wake up 4 o'clock in the morning he said I couldn't sleep you know what I mean so it's my client for the last 7 years and you know there's a lot of things being thrown out and everything else now before we ended the show enough about me Emma how do you help the clients in 30 seconds in 30 seconds, well, I have an online program, a um, mastermind, and I work with people one-on-one as well as in corporate businesses. So I work a lot with leadership teams and also get hired for workshops. So um, basically, it's how to get the best out of the humans in your life, including yourself, is what I do. That's so beautiful. Yeah. How they can reach you? If you LinkedIn. Don't want, if you don't um, want me to spell your surname. Yeah, yeah. So LinkedIn is the best place. Um, Instagram, again, it's... Um, uh, Emma Dunwoody Coach and uh, otherwise Emma Dunwoody.com. Emma Dunwoody.com. Marita, 30 seconds. Um, love to have more people come to workshops, go online and do the online course, or if they're looking to really reach out and get more leads and get a broader um, reach to their audience, we can do one on one sessions. And how they can reach you? Uh, they can find me on Facebook, of course, yeah. under Envious Solutions, Melita um, Valsic for Instagram and LinkedIn. Well, thank you both for being my guest today. Thank um, you, so Mario. It's been I hope awesome. You fun. Uh, please, please, Google review six stars. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was another episode of Business Insights with Mario. If you like to contact and know more how to be more successful as a human in the business or how to get the more leads and uh, um, get a better marketing, please uh, go on a Facebook Business Insights with Mario. You're going to find the details of Melita and Emma. And truly, I wish you both all the best. Enjoy this weekend and uh, ne- next week be even more abundant for both of you. So thank you thank for being you. in studio. Thank you so much, thank Mario. You. You're welcome, man.
Here's the latest news brought to you by Pace, transforming places since 1978. I'm Eddie Summerfield. There's growing pressure on the federal government to increase its coronavirus assistance for the tourism sector. International bookings to Australia have declined by more than 50% since the outbreak began. The government has committed nearly $80 million in funding to tourism operators already, but opposition 